Merry Meet. Welcome to Witch Magic. I'm Dawn, and I will be taking you on a spiritual journey to all things magic and witchcrafts. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Witch Magic. Today, we are going to talk about numerology. Well, it's getting to be back to school time. And the reason why I'm mentioning this is because I'm a teacher. I just love seeing all the school supplies in the store. I know I'm a nerd. So a little bit of some exciting news. My daughter Julia moved up here this past week. Julia did my chakras episode with me, you might remember. Anyway, she is staying with us until she gets on her feet. She has a bachelor's degree in accounting and she has experience in the field, so I do not doubt that she will find a good job. But I'm so happy that she's up here with us. She was living in South Carolina, so we would only see her once or twice a year. Now we get to see her all the time, so it's so very exciting. And another little story that I want to tell you guys, you were not going to believe what I did this past weekend. We went to my nephew's birthday party and it was at a roller skating rink. And my first instinct was telling me, it's been a very long time since I've been on roller skates, so maybe I shouldn't try it. Um, when I was a kid when I was, and when I was a teenager, I used to be so good at skating, whether it was roller skates, rollerblading, or ice skating. I used to be able to do all kinds of tricks, um, stunts, everything. And I used to go so fast. Once we got inside and I saw all the people on the roller skating rink and I heard the music, I just, those memories came back to me. And I really wanted to go back to skating on that floor. So I rented a pair of skates Actually, they didn't really charge me anything for them, probably because we were part of a birthday party. And I joined my two daughters, my grandkids, my two of my nephews, my sister-in-law, and her sister on the roller skating rink. And at first, I was a little bit wobbly as soon as my skates hit the the floor of the ring I was like oh boy and I kept telling myself if I fall I'm gonna break something <laughs> so anyway while we were getting into it you know I was a little wobbly we were all kind of like holding on to each other it was pretty comical and I did fall down the first time I was out there once we made it to the middle of the floor and I fell on my knees it didn't hurt uh, it was fine and I got back up again and I tried it again. Anyway, we had the we had skating from one to four o'clock, but in between all that time, we played laser tag, we had pizza and cake. So we kind of went back and forth 
with the roller skating. Let me tell you, I started getting into my groove. I started going a little bit faster. I started getting braver. I felt more comfortable. I was actually doing it. 10 minutes before the end of the party, I started making my way back to the tables. When a couple of kids got in my way and I tried to do like a quick maneuver around them so that I wouldn't hit them and so they wouldn't bump into me, and down I went. Oh my gosh, I fell backwards and I landed on the floor and I heard a big crunch. I could not move my arm. I was in such excruciating pain. I was crying, I was yelling for help. I was a mess. I was very scared, let me tell you that. Um, some of the attendants came and kind of like circled around me so that no one would bump into me. And they kept asking me what was going on. And by this time, some of my family members noticed that I was on the ground and came rushing to the floor. Um, and I just kept saying, I can't move my arm. I can't get up. You know, what am I going to do? They finally got me somehow off the floor and brought me over to the tables and Chris ran and got the car to bring up front while people were taking off my skates, putting on my shoes, grabbing my purse. <laughs> um, I was screaming in pain. I mean, I couldn't even, oh, it was, it was so crazy, so hurtful. Anyway, they got me to the car. Firstly, they were wondering if they should call an ambulance because of the condition I was in. And I felt for sure that I broke a bone. Um, and, you know, we kept thinking, oh, an ambulance is going to cost a lot of money. The hospital's like 10 minutes down the road. You know, as long as I can get in the car, I'll be fine and I'll get to the hospital. So they helped me in the car and Chris drove me and my daughter Juliet to the hospital. And to make a long story short, they, you know, they did x-rays and everything, and I was so afraid of moving my arm, but they did it slowly and gently, and it did hurt. I did start crying again. I dislocated my elbow, and I am telling you right now, <laughs> if you had seen my x-ray picture, it is unbelievable. I mean, the nurses and doctors couldn't even believe it. They were like, this is such a bad dislocation. I've never seen anything like this. In an elbow, at least. You know what I mean? So I was like, really? So we were kind of like joking around about it. I was in good spirits and everything like that. Um, I was kind of joking about it and, you know, things like that. But needless to say, they put me in a splint and a sling. And I might want to also add that this is in my dominant arm. <laughs> so I am so useless right now. <laughs> it is crazy. I am having a really hard time using my left hand. I am so awkward and clumsy. It's ridiculous. Even eating with a fork or, you know, trying to type things. And anytime I'm doing text, I'm dictating through my microphone. And 
you know, um, I tried to, well, didn't try to, I actually did um, release a video on my YouTube, but it took me days to do it because I got so tired trying to do everything in my left hand. I do a lot of editing and I add a lot of like special features and everything like that. So I only could do like a couple of segments at a time because it was tiring me out so bad. And right now, so as of right now, I'm recording on a Wednesday and this happened on Saturday. So my arm is starting to get really itchy and irritated and I have a doctor's appointment with the orthopedic tomorrow which is Thursday tomorrow morning so by the time you guys hear this episode I would have already had seen the orthopedic so hopefully you know they give me good news and whatnot and I'm gonna tell you one thing as soon as they take off this wrap in this splint I am itching my arm like crazy. It's <laughs> gonna scratch it. Like, like, wait a minute, I need to scratch it. But anyway, yeah. So <laughs> that was my weekend. So moving on, let's talk about numerology. Numerology is the study of an occult, divine, or mystical relationship between a number and one or more coinciding events. We use it to find our life path number. It's a system that's easy to use and you don't even need to be good at math, luckily, because I'm not. Well, maybe a little because you do need to know how to add. Have you ever made a wish when the clock turned 11-11? Do you have a lucky number? How do you feel when the numbers of the date are all the same? To determine your life path number, you need to calculate the numbers of your birth date to get to your root number. For instance, my birthday is April 13, 1971. I'm giving away my age here. So I will add these numbers. Four, since April is the fourth month, right? So then I add one plus three, which is the 13 for my birthday, and then one plus nine plus seven plus one. Now when I add those numbers, I come up with the number 26. Now, since I want it to be down to one number, I have to add the two and the six, which makes eight. That is my life path number. So basically, you take all the numbers that make up your birth date and add them all together, and then add the numbers of the answer to get down to one number. So your life path number is a lot like your sun sign, which reve which reveals your identity. Remember, we talked about that. Now, the only time you do not reduce a number is if it's a double number. For instance, if you add the numbers of your birth date and come up with 22, then that is your number. It's called a master number. People with the master number are good influences and have a stronger vibrational energy. There's a lot of potential, but there is a downside. It can be very stressful to have pos possession of such power. Some people can't handle it. There's too much pressure. This does not mean that people with a single number are not successful. We might just have to work a little harder at it. Certain things might not come as natural to us. Now, 
if you already have a master number in your birth date, you would calculate it a little bit differently. So say your birthday was August 11, 1998. So here's how you would add that. Eight for the month of August being the eighth month, right? Now, we cancel out the number 11 for the birth date since it's a double number, a master number. So then we add the numbers of the year. One plus nine plus nine plus eight, which adds up to 27. Add the eight for the month of August, and that comes out to 35. Since 35 is not a master number, we have to add the three and the five to make eight. Now, here are what these numbers mean, and I am getting these meanings from the website cafeastrology.com, but you can also get books with the meanings as well as other websites. Number one, the leader. The number one indicates the ability to stand alone and is a strong vibration. It's ruled by the sun. Number two, the mediator and peace lover. The number two indicates the desire for harmony. It is a gentle, considerate, and sensitive vibration. It's ruled by the moon. Number three, the social. Number three is a friendly and outgoing vibration. Kind, positive, and optim optimistic threes enjoy life and have a good sense of humor. It's ruled by Jupiter. Number four, the worker. Practical with the love of detail, fours are trustworthy, hardworking, and helpful. It is ruled by Uranus. Number five, the freedom lover. The number five is an intellectual vibration. These are idea people with the love of variety and the ability to adapt to most situations. Ruled by Mercury. Number six, the peace lover. The number six is a loving, stable, and harmonious vibration. Ruled by Venus. Number seven, the deep thinker. The number seven is a spiritual vibration. These people are not very attached to material things, are introspective, and generally quiet. Ruled by Neptune. Number eight, the manager. Number eight is a strong, successful, and material vibration. Ruled by Saturn. <clears throat> number nine, the teacher. Number nine is a tolerant, somewhat impractical, and sympathetic vibration. It's ruled by Mars. Now for the master numbers. Number 11, the giver. Number 11 is an innovator with an unmistakable streak of humanitarianism. Number 22, the master builder. Although number 22s are idealists and visionaries, they still manage to keep their feet on the ground. So there is a rare master number and that is 33. Not a lot of birth dates can be reduced to this number. 33s are the master teachers. They are very knowledgeable as well as extremely nurturing. <clears throat> so now that you know how to use numerology, you can discover your own life path number. 
Try it on your family and friends as well. I will post an example of this on my Facebook group, as well as first look examples for anyone who's interested in supporting me on Patreon and Coffee. I also want to let you guys know that I am now a top mentor on this app called Wisdom. It's where you can get questions answered and you can join in some live discussions. I will add the link to that on the show notes as well as my other platforms. Okay, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you find this found this fun and insightful. And above all, I hope you have a very magical week. So that's going to do it for today. I will be airing these podcasts about once a week, so be sure to tune in. You might want to choose to get notified when I air so that you don't miss a thing. If you have any comments, please feel free to connect with me on my Facebook group. I will leave the link to that along with my website on the show notes. Blessed be.